State of Mankind. How much do you know? Excerpts from How the Specter of Communism is Ruling Our World. 101. After the collapse of the Soviet Union and the Eastern European Communist bloc, communists began sowing their factors in both Eastern and Western societies and also sought to establish a tightly controlled global government. In order to achieve this goal, Communism must create or use an enemy that threatens all mankind and intimidates the public around the world into handing over both individual liberty and state sovereignty. Creating a global panic about looming environmental and ecological disasters almost appears an inevitable route to achieving this goal. The Three Stages of Environmentalism The formation and development of the environmental movement is inextricably linked to communism. Specifically, its development has gone through three stages. The first stage is the theoretical gestation period, which can be counted from the publication of the Communist Manifesto by Marx and Engels in 1848 to the first Earth Day in 1970. At the beginning of this stage, Marx and his disciples did not regard environmentalism as the focus of their theoretical discourse, but Marxist atheism and materialism were naturally consistent with the main tendency of environmentalism. Marx declared that capitalism is opposed to nature, that is, the environment. Marx's disciples devised the term ecosystem, and quietly included environmentalism in certain subjects where it was set to ferment. In the last decade of this phase, from 1960 to 1970, two best-selling books, Silent Spring, 1962, and Population Bomb, 1968, appeared in the United States. Environmentalism entered the public arena under the guise of environmental protection. The landmark event at the beginning of the second phase was the first Earth Day held in 1970, with the United Nations shortly after, in 1972, holding the first UN Conference on the Human Environment in Stockholm. At this stage, a battery of organizations were rapidly formed and their activities increased. In the United States and Europe, they pushed governments with propaganda, protests, and activism under the guise of scientific research, legislation, meetings, and so on. At the macro level, the counterculture of the 1960s functioned almost like a military parade of communist elements in the West. They took the stage by co-opting the civil rights and anti-war movements, and then quickly spread to other forms of anti-capitalist battles, including the feminist movement, the homosexual movement, and more. After the 1970s, after the anti-Vietnam War movement ebbed, communist ideas began their process of institutionalization called the Long March through the institutions, while also flooding into feminism and environmentalism, and this is the root cause of the upsurge in environmentalist ideology and agitation. One of the most important forces that shouldered the banner of environmentalism in the 1970s were the hippies, the backbone of the counterculture. In fact, Communism was in the process of repackaging itself under the banner of environmentalism after its failure in the Cold War, with the intent to introduce global communism under any other name. The third phase began on the eve of the end of the Cold War. In 1988, the United Nations set up the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, IPCC, and the concept of global warming began to enter the political realm. On the eve of the collapse of the Soviet Union in 1990, an international environmental conference was held in Moscow. In his speech, the General Secretary of the Communist Party of the Soviet Union, Mikhail Gorbachev, advocated the establishment of an international environmental monitoring system, signed a covenant to protect unique environmental zones, expressed support for UN environmental programs, and called for a follow-up conference, 
held in June 1992 in Brazil. Almost all Western environmentalists accepted these proposals. Global warming became the main enemy of mankind for environmentalists at this stage. Propaganda that used environmental protection as an excuse for heavy-handed policies suddenly escalated, and the number and scale of environmental laws and regulations proliferated rapidly. Environmentalism has become the main tool for restricting the freedom of citizens around the world, depriving nations of sovereignty, and limiting and fighting against the free societies of the West. The result was that after the end of the Cold War, the former communists of the Soviet Union, as well as the communists and their fellow travelers in the West, all started afresh to join the environmental protection movement. Environmentalism emerged as a force on the world stage and increasingly began to take on a communist color. From Chapter 16, The Communism Behind Environmentalism